0: الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وَكَذَٰلِكَ نَجَزِي مَنْ أَسْرَفَ وَلَمْ يُؤْمِن بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِ وَلَعَذَابُ الْآخِرَةِ أَشَدُ وَأَبَقَى صدق الله العظيم. may Allah inspire us through the Qur'an and may Allah make us uh, students and those who comprehend and understand the Qur'an may allow us to be students of the Qur'an for, for life may Allah allow us to die while still studying and understanding the Qur'an and getting a better understanding of it the quran is endless it's an endless sea you can never get to the end of it so may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to continue to swim in this sea until we die inshallah right today the discussion is a really really interesting one some of you uh, you know many of you may have already heard this discussion and since the quran as we mentioned came over 23 years so The community, uh, as we described before, the community changes and the community develops and it evolves and it becomes better and it started off with being a community that was very, very far in ignorance, hugely ignorant. In fact that whole period is called the age of ignorance. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to take people from that age, through that age, you know, into an uh, into into light. Now that requires nurturing that requires nurturing a steady steady flow of nurture for 23 years as the Quran uh, was revealed for twenty-three uh, over 23 years. Now that obviously means that there's going to be some things that were prohibited first and then maybe permitted later, some things would be permitted first and prohibited later and some things would be prohibited first and permitted later. There'd be some things which were in a certain way and then it would be changed now because the community had changed. Now they were ready for the next stage. So what would happen sometimes, what that means is that something would be commanded and then that would be cancelled and then there would be another command afterwards. It's just the evolving process of this whole system. There's nothing surprising about it. That should help to make today's lesson and the subject for today much more easier to understand today the subject is about a concept called Nasr now nasr in Arabic has pr- two primary meanings uh, the first meaning is uh, erase something Naskh means to efface, erase, eliminate, omit something so they use that in the Arabic for example the sun it erased the shadow because it moved so the shadow disappeared that's the first meaning erasing to get rid of to cancel uh, to abrogate to cancel the second meaning is to transfer the second meaning means to transfer uh, transfer or inscribe in this case because when you write something when you inscribe something you're I guess you're transferring ideas onto the written piece. So when you write something and when you inscribe something with a pen on a tablet, on a stone, on a on a wall or something like that, what you're doing is you're transferring some ideas onto there. So it's this concept of inscription. Right? Now, from a Shari'i perspective, they took this term uh, and it relates to the Quran, right? very strongly to the Quran because there is Nasq in the Quran. There is a concept that takes place which is that sometimes there's a command that's given and then Allah cancels that command and says do this now no longer is that applicable it's this now so this uh, this practice in the Quran this uh, you can say this update in the Quran or this evolving process in the Quran is called nasq in Arabic which we will translate as abrogation abrogation that's what we've called it abrogation right and uh, the technical definition that the scholars have given is رَفْعُ حُكْمًا مِنْهُ مُتَقَدِّمًا بِحُكْمٍ مِنْهُ مُتَأْخِرًا For the legislator, who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the legislator, to eliminate and remove a certain command that had been given before. So originally there was a command that was given. Allah said, do it this way or don't do that. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now to lift that, remove that, for another later command an updated later command now this tells us a few things that if there was no command before and it was just no discussion about it before people were doing something in the beginning of Islam and there was never for example people were fornicating at the beginning of Islam right or drinking later that was not allowed and it was prohibited you would not call that naskh you would not call that abrogation because the Sharia had not given a command to drink or to fornicate that now it's removing that command it was just something they were doing and it was just Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was just progressively prohibiting it that's not a nask. Nask is where the Prophet tells you that do this or don't do this and then that changes for example the Prophet says in a hadith that I used to prohibit you from visiting the graveyards I used to prohibit prohibit you from visiting the graves because, you know, just to get rid of this and just uproot the whole idea of praying to the dead or whatever, you know, was the problem before. But now I'm telling you, Zuruha, go and visit them. So there the Prophet is clarifying that I did have a ruling first and now I'm saying you can go. So there you can see there's a naskh and an abrogation taking place of a command that was given first and not no longer anymore. Now the Quran includes that, but the people that... It generally affects the people who discuss the the field rather the field uh, that it really really um, discusses probably the most are the Usulis that means the legal scholars legal theory scholars because for them they have to work out which of the text comes first which one comes later which one has cancelled out the other one and the only way to know this is to know which one came first otherwise if you've got two commands one saying this and one saying the opposite, how are you going to figure out which cancel which? So, the the way to know that has to be either w- where the shari', sh- 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 the legislator, told you himself that this is what it used to be, but now, now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it easy for you, right? Like in Surah Al Bara'a, that if you're a hundred and you, you, you know, you, so initially it was. If you are a hundred, you can take on a thousand, right? In in a war, like that would be the obligation. You'd have to go. But now, uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala seen the weakness in you, so now it would be if you are a hundred and there's a foe of two hundred, then you would have to do it. Otherwise, not not if it's more than that. So that was a command that was abrogated, you could say. In numerous cases like that, there's not that many cases to be honest in which this has happened. Okay, but you'll understand as we move on. Now. Uh, for the person who's studying the Quran, he better know about the concepts of abrogation, which in Arabic is called naskh. Now, the abrogating verse, the later verse which abrogates the earlier command, is called the nasikh. And that which has been abrogated, the old command, is the mansukh. So, nasikh and mansukh. So, now you will become familiar with, the, with with these terms. It's the nasikh and mansukh naskh or abrogation. And that's why the imams have said that it is not permitted for anybody who's serious about doing tafsir of the book of allah except that he better know he better have knowledge of the nasikh and mansukh otherwise you'll make mistakes in the um you know for example there's one verse which says in surah al-baqarah right which is referring to uh, where all the verses about fasting are that those who have the ability to fast they can actually expiate for the fast and not keep the fast if they want that was a command in early islam that was allowed before not anymore right not anymore so that verse its command has been abrogated okay that's why once ali radiyallahu anhu came across one of the judges you know who was in the position of a qadi a judge and he said to him uh, now, in those days, the judges, you know, they were legislators, they knew their, their jurisprudence and everything, and they were supposed to know the Qur'an and everything. He says, min al Do you know the difference between the nasikh and the mansukh The abrogating from the abrogated one? And he said, no. So he said, وَأَهْلَقْتُ You've destroyed yourself, like you've messed up yourself, and you're going to cause other people to destroy it in their faith as well. So you can tell anybody who's serious about this needs to understand it's not... Uh, Naskh is a big field right because if you're to then start discussing all those verses uh, number 1 which have uh, you know who which have been abrogated there's a lot of difference of opinion about that not everybody agrees to exactly which verses have been abrogated yes there's a few which everybody agrees to but then there's a lot of others which some so there's some people who have taken abrogation like Ibn al-Jawzi to about 260 verses in the Quran Uh, others 230 others a hundred and something so there's quite a bit of difference of opinion but that's a lot that's a lot the the majority don't agree that there's that many commands that have been abrogated there's there's, you know there's probably a dozen or two dozens or so generally that have been agreed upon but there's a lot of difference of opinion in some beyond that okay that have they and even in these ones there's some people who just deny nusk entirely there's some people who deny that anything ever was abrogated they, they try to say it in different ways that no, there's no nask, it's either been just become more specific or it's changed in a different way and there's lots of discussion, but obviously in the time that we have, we will mention probably the most important things. Firstly, let us understand what kinds of nasq uh, t- has taken place uh, with regards to Islam and especially in the Qur'an, right? But you're going to have to bring hadith into this. Firstly, there are about five or six different categories. The first one is There are certain verses in the Quran like I just described to you earlier about the fidya in the fasting. The verse is still there. The words are still there. They're still part of the Quran. We still read them. We interpret them in another way now. But um, in in some cases, the verses are still there but the original command that it signified is no longer applicable but the verse is still there and it's there for historical purpose to show the development or for whatever reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. This is generally what has happened that most of the time the verse remained. Now you might be thinking okay if it was Quran then obviously it would remain because the Quran remains. Well no there are some verses very 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 few that the ruling was cancelled and another ruling came in place of it And the verse was also removed. Uh, It was told to be removed. Right now, don't start getting doubts about is that Quran has been changed or whatever. No, this was all part of the process over the 23 years that there would be a command. And as I said, there's very few of those. There's very few of those. Okay. Mostly, if there is an abrogation that has taken place, the verse is still there. For example, I've quoted this. You should know this example by now in Surah Al-Baqarah. Regarding the iddat of a woman who has lost a husband, a widow. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, It's one year. They shouldn't be taken out of the house, they should be allowed to stay there for one year. That was the original hukum. But there's another verse which, interestingly, in Surah Al Baqarah as well, it's only about five ten verses before it, which has abrogated this. But it was obviously revealed afterwards. But it's placed before this verse. Allah says, So that one is saying that they only need to have their waiting period for four months and ten days, no longer one year. Now, as I said, pretty much everybody agrees with this, most people, but there are a few who say, no, actually, uh, there's a way to reconcile this. I'm not going to get into that, but there's a way to reconcile this. There's some, uh, those who want to deny that this verse was actually abrogated. They say that, no, there's another way to do that. If she wants to actually stay, she can actually stay for 10 10 months because that one is actually not talking about, uh, uh, what do you call it, the iddat itself is just talking about being allowed to stay in the house. The other one is talking about the the iddat so they are actually talking about two different things so that's how you could actually even have a difference of opinion in this regard but majority would consider this to be an abrogation number two um the quran so what is going to abrogate this verse it's the quran itself so another verse and that the example i've already provided for that the above example is the example for both of these ideas it's an example for the quran abrogating another verse of it and um uh, it's an example of where the command, uh, the, the, the ruling has been abrogated, but the wording is still there in the Qur'an. Okay? N- number three and number four, I guess, is a, a Qur'anic command from the Qur'an being cancelled by a hadith of the Prophet wasallam, Or a command provided through the hadith, a ruling provided in the hadith was cancelled by the Qur'an. It could be both ways. These are number three and four. Okay. So uh, now obviously the hadith has to be very strong and so on uh, for that to have happened. But I mean, that was obviously happening during the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Every hadith was strong. The Prophet ﷺ, you know, every hadith of his was strong at that time because there was no doubt about it. Right. So the example there is initially the command was to pray to in the direction of where? Jerusalem. Right, That was the command. I mean, you, there had to be a command. I mean, people just didn't pray to Jerusalem. You know, you had to be told to pray to Jerusalem. Okay. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, "Face وَجَهَكَ شَطْرَ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ your, uh, Turn your face in the direction of Masjid al-Haram. That cancelled the earlier hukum to pray to Jerusalem. This, now the earlier command to pray to Jerusalem is not in the Quran it's from the hadith the Prophet ﷺ had told everybody this and that's what he was doing himself so that command was established and it was a command it wasn't just by default but it was something they were doing and commanded to do it that way now the Quran was revealed with these words to cancel out that Sunnah La ilaha illallah. then we have in some very rare cases you know, Earlier we said that you had the case where the ruling is cancelled but the wording is still there. You also have a case where the wording has been cancelled. So it was there in the beginning of Islam but then it was cancelled. It was removed. But its ruling remains. Its ruling remains. And this is related in Bukhari etc. from Umar radiallahu anhu. He said that there was a verse that was revealed regarding stoning the, the married fornicators, people who'd been married. If they fornicate, they don't just get hundred flogs as non-married people do. They actually get stoned to death. Now that's no longer physically in wording in the Quran. It's obviously in the hadith. But this was a verse, al-bikru bil-bikri. Uh, This was a verse that was in the Quran according to this hadith of Umar and pretty much they've agreed on this But the verses were revealed uh, were removed But the command still stays and you get that from the hadith or you know that it's from If you even if you don't find it in the Quran you'll get it from the hadith, but it was there. It's really interesting so The last one is Those in which both the wording that used to be there as part of the Qur'an, along with the ruling, both become cancelled. So, I mean, that makes sense in the sense that no longer do you need that in the Qur'an if it's not making any sense. I mean, if it's not fulfilling any other purpose, then, okay, get rid of the verse as well. Now, this is all obviously up to Allah's messenger. That's what they did. This is a hadith related by Aisha. We learned this particular one. Now how many other examples we don't know because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that whenever we abrogate a verse or make it to be forgotten, so there were verses or commands in the Qur'an that were made to be forgotten when they were no longer relevant anymore. Allah says that we made them to be forgotten and then we will bring something superior to it or the like of it. So it's always replaced. So the Qur'an that we have it, right, uh, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa provided for us right at the end, that is the full Qur'an. Okay, so Aisha radiallahu anha says that in that which was revealed of the Qur'an was the following. عَشْرُ رَضَاعَاتْ مَعْلُومَاتْ يحرمنا, That if a woman was to nurse a child, right, meaning not her child but somebody else's child for example. Because I mean if, you, if your own child already a mahram. They're already unmarriageable to you. But if you nurse somebody else's child, how much milk do they have to take in for them to become your milk child and haram for you to marry and haram for your children to marry, for example. So the Hanafi say any amount of milk. right? That's one opinion. Any amount of milk, as long as there's some milk gone down, it's done. There's The Shafi'is say that the baby has had to suckle at least five, uh, it has to have suckled at least five times, not five meals but five uh, sucks at least now this verse says this verse which Aisha says that this used to be in the Quran is that it has to be ten times now nobody says that today that's not a ruling that anybody agrees with today that it has to be minimum ten times that was abrogated the verse itself the wording was abrogated the ruling was abrogated and the command was now that it would be by five which is from a hadith which the Hanafis have not taken because they find it weak uh, but the Shafis have taken that so they say that it has to be at least five uh, bits drips of milk that the child must suck uh, to uh, to, you know for this nursing uh, prohibition to take place as a milk uh, relationship so the five one yes so anyway um, actually they say that it actually became now the five Um, that was in the quran as well it became five that was the naskh. we don't take that anyway so um, we will move on now why i've already described at the beginning the benefit of naskh, and this is something that i don't think no tradition even before islam has disagreed with because every new tradition that came it thought that it had canceled the previous tradition obviously for them to be relevant they were a new tradition Right, If they claim to be from God, they were cancelling out the previous tradition. For example, the Christians after the Jews, right? Isa السلام, and, and, and so on and uh, so forth before that, Musa السلام, from Ibrahim السلام, and so on. However, there is um, one group which uh, denies that abrogation can take place in anything. And their reasoning is that if God, God is the knower of everything, God is the knower of everything, He knows the future, He knows the present, He knows the past. So why would He give a ruling of some sort and then after that cancel it for something new? Why don't just carry that on? They're missing a big point. And the big point they're missing is what I described right at the beginning, that communities and everything go and evolve, right, in terms of, Um, you know there's some communities which are very simple and then after that you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches them Uh, some are really messed up Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches them and there's this whole uh, you know process and likewise what has happened is that to be honest in most of the religions their core theme is the same but that core theme had been corrupted uh, by the people after the Prophet had uh, departed so then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would refresh their faith with the new tradition in uh, and it would be completely fully invigorated and and refreshed and so on, and our last faith is never to be abrogated, which is Islam, so there was you know the Abrahamic faith and then that was cancelled out for uh, by the mosaic faith and then uh, which was uh, you know the Torah and so on, and then that by Esalilam and the evangel and isa alayhi salam, and then after that that was supposed to be ca- cancelled you know 500 and something years later by muhammad so many people you know that's what they agreed with but there are some people who are still on you know the beta version or the earliest version and they're not upgraded right that's essentially what it is it's an upgrade with the core themes intact which is monotheism So that's why I would say that people are just still on the old theme, which is no longer applicable. At least, you know, if you've got an old version of Windows, it still works. But in this case, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not supported at all. It can't even be used. It's not something that you should be using at all. So that's that's what it is. I mean, the humans evolve and humans evolve in terms of, you know, ideas and thoughts and they come from a bad place and they become better. You know, it takes time to nurture. That's why... um, rationally as well it is accepted and of course it has happened and every so now that is the reason why the the, the jews have not moved on after musa alayhi salam they they rejected the prophecy of isa alayhi and they've obviously rejected that it's applicable to them there's various views about them right that they some actually consider muhammad be, to be a prophet of god but not for them He's from the Arabs, he's not from the Jews. They actually agree with that. That's what they say. Right? So there's various views about that. Now what I'm gonna say is that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala declares it in the Quran. So this is the prominent verse in Surah Al Baqarah. <laughs> We do not abrogate, and I'm going to do this according to what the majority take the meaning here. We do not abrogate any verse or cause it to be forgotten, except that we bring superior to it. We, re, we install a superior ruling instead, مثلها, or we replace it with a similar ruling. And don't you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to do everything? That is the verse in the Qur'an that tells us about abrogation and not just that one. There are other verses as well that tell us about abrogation as well. All right. But this is the main one that they use. So this is told to us in the Qur'an. Now, let us just discuss on a more broader scale, nasq and cancellation or abrogation that has taken place. In other traditions and their rulings, I mean, there's quite a few. This is just for you to understand how Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala changes rulings. For example, in the time of Adam alaihissalam, in their Sharia, right, in their way, they were allowed to marry their brothers and sisters because that was the only way that because everybody was the children of Adam, right? And Adam a.s. And Hawa, a.s. had many, many, many children. Now, how would they reproduce? Because everybody's brother and sister; they're all siblings. So it was actually allowed for them. To marry one another, I mean there are, there are explanations about this, right? not necessarily in the Quran itself but from some tafsirs and other places that uh, Hawa salam, used to have maybe twins or to, uh, a set of children and uh, so those they would not be able to be married to one another but they could marry an, from another set so the boy from here could marry a, a girl from another set, another pair, okay, another set of twins I'm not sure if they were twins or what but that, that's the idea That was allowed, but then that's been cancelled ever. Nobody, you know, no sharia allows now uh, what we would call incest uh, nowadays, you know, the proper form of incest. um, Then after that, salam, after the flood, to eat from uh, most animals because there was probably, you know, a dearth of food. So they had animals, right? And then after that, that was made haram again. uh, Haram, uh, that was made haram to uh, only certain animals are allowed to be consumed likewise for Ya'aqoob uh, Israel and his children it was actually allowed to be married to two sisters at once so in Islam that's not allowed you can't be married to two sisters at the same time you can be married to them one after the other if you divorce one or one dies but you can't have two sisters as multiple wives at one time and the reason is that generally there's issues between co-wives and you don't want that to be between uh, relatives between sisters essentially you know uh, so it's just to uh, avoid that then after that in the torah that was disallowed when musa came that was disallowed but it was allowed before that it says in the in the history so uh, actually you know this actually proves that even within the jewish tradition there was nas and there was abrogation in terms of uh, the people who've written about this subject and so on, there's a lot of ulama who've written on specifically the subject of Nasqh. And of course, when the verses come in the Qur'an, many mufassireen, many of the commentators will discuss them and say, this verse has been abrogated by that verse, or this one's an abrogator of that verse. Now, in terms of those scholars who actually separately and independently wrote about Nasqh, one is Imam Suyuti, another one is Abu Ubaid Al-Qasim Ibn Salam, Another one is the, the famous Imam Abu Dawood the Sijistani the one with the Sunan. Then Abu Ja'far al-Nahas. Uh, then there's Ibn al Ambari and uh, Ibn al-Arabi as well. Uh, and then there's Makki ibn Abi Talib. And a number of others. Rahimahumullah ajma'een. May Allah have mercy on all of them. Except that as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of difference of opinion between them as to, according to their study, whether something is truly abrogated or not. So as I said, some have extended that to many, 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 while others have said it's much less. There's some who uh, have lots of, uh, like over 250, and others just a handful, right? Uh, Let's give a few examples. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ fiqoon," You know, it's famous right in the beginning of uh, Surah Al-Baqarah. And they spend from that which we have provided for them. So now the the reason for the difference of opinion here is that they say that this was the initial command that you just spend from whatever Allah subhanahu wa taala has commanded. Okay. They say that such verses, there's lots of these verses, spending from what Allah has given you, that was actually mansuh by the obligate. That was actually cancelled by the obligation of zakat, which means that zakat was 2.5 percent. So that's it. That's all you have to spend. You don't spend any more than that. Now that's obviously incorrect. That's not a correct nus- This is not a nasq at all because the first one is nafil, it's optional, you can spend whatever you want. The all the akhee mussala wa aatu zakah, all that did was that it obligated a certain percentage. You still had the option to spend, it was still a recommendation to spend on other amounts. Right? Because ينفكون, uh, praising the people who spend from what Allah has given them, that includes zakat. That includes uh, nafal charity, it includes optional charity, so it includes all of that. So, all the aqeemu salat did was that it just obligated a certain amount. So, you can't say that that did nasq of that. That actually just um, was, a, was another aspect of it. That's it. Another beautiful example that is generally mentioned is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, the verse is eluding me right now, but what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions is that qital and fighting was allowed because these people had been oppressed but now they were allowed to fight back as in Madina Munawwara right so fighting jihad qital etc okay there's some that claim that there's another verse which is take on pardoning like adopt the position of pardoning and forgiving and command Uh, According to that which is decent and just ignore the ignorant ones Some claim have claimed in the past that this abrogated the obligation of jihad Which obviously is not like that at all. I mean the overwhelming majority do not agree with that, right? So That goes to show that uh, you know There can be some mistakes in this that people have made and just uh, wrong assumptions and so on. That's why it's important to uh, understand these things now just a few other points that i'd like to mention uh, before we finish off there is the verse that we uh, that we discussed earlier there is actually a lot of difference of opinion about that as to whether not a lot of different the majority say, مثلها, that that verse clearly uh, is talking about the nasq process however there is a difference of opinion among some scholars that that verse has actually got nothing to do with Naskh. The Nasq discussed there is actually Nasq of a religion, not within religion. And they're saying that, and it, it makes some sense, but that's not what the majority have taken. They're actually saying that that is the verse which says uh, to, the, uh, to the Jews that uh, because they complained that, um, you know, and, and their, their challenge was that their uh, religion was still effective. So what is this new religion and so on? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that Now, ayah here does not refer to a verse. It can refer to a tradition and a system and a sign from Allah. So, a religion can be an ayah in that sense. So, Allah is saying we can cancel religions. and we, But when we do, we're not going to leave people just like that. We'll actually bring them a superior religion. So, this is more of a, I would say, in the last hundred years... I don't know of any scholar who took this opinion before that. Last hundred years, there's some scholars, primarily I think from Egypt, uh, Sheikh Abdullah Daraz, uh, I think Mufti Muhammad Abdu, Rashid Rida, etc., who've gone with this opinion. And it's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea. Now, that does not mean that they deny nask. Okay? That does not mean they deny nask. The overwhelming majority do not deny nask um there are other verses uh that uh, that provide the benefit of nask anyway so so while these people have said that the interpretation of this verse which everybody else classically has been using you know to say that we don't make you know we don't cancel a verse or we don't make it forgiven except that we you know will bring the like of it or better than it They're saying that this actually refers to the religious aspect and not uh, this does not refer to inside the religion, right? So which verse then is talking about the abrogation? So again, they don't deny uh, the nasq in the Quran at all. They're just saying that this is not the verse for it. The other verse is in Surah Al-Nahl. Verse 101 and 102 where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا بَدَّلْنَا آيَةً مَكَانَ آيَةٍ وَاللَّهُ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا يُنَزِّلِ قَالُوا إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُفْتَرٌ بَلْ أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ قُلْ نَزَّلَهُ رُوحُ الْقُدُسِ مِنْ رَبِّكَ بِالْحَقِّ لِيُثَبِّتَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَهُدًا Very interesting. And this one, there can be no doubt that this is talking about Nasq, everybody agrees on this one. Whenever we change a verse, you see, because um, the Jews and others, they were saying that what is wrong with Muhammad sallallahu wasallam that first he says this, and then he cancels it, and he says this. For example, the Qibla faced towards uh, Jerusalem, and then he said face towards Mecca. That really hurt them a lot. Like, why is he facing towards Mecca? Right, should have carried on to Jerusalem. He gave them some kind of validation, and now that was cancelled. But there were lots of other things, because... Remember, uh, Islam had to progressively and slowly, slowly take people through. So that's why uh, this naskh and abrogation would happen. We don't have to worry about it today because, mashallah, it's all been pointed out to us that this verse, the ruling of it is not applicable anymore. This is the verse that you need the ruling from and so on. Anyway, so look at this. Allah says in this verse of Surah Al-Nahl, verse 101, whenever, whenever we change a verse right. in place of another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is absolutely aware, like fully aware, most aware of what he reveals. This is not some mistake. This is not a mistake going on. This is not some kind of haphazard trial and uh, you know, let's check this out if this works and if that doesn't work then we'll do this. No, Allah knows exactly what he's doing, he's just taking people through uh, the stages. They say that you're just the fabricator to the Prophet, they say you're just fabricating. In fact the majority of them just don't know Allah's system, right? They don't know. So say to them that this is the Holy Spirit that brings the verses down from your Lord with absolute truth and veracity so that he can make firm those who believe and it is a guidance and it is also a glad tiding for the Muslimin. So this verse there's no doubt about it at all right there's no doubt about it. this verse definitely is the case. Um, to give you a few examples, we've got some minutes. I thought we'd run out of time, but alhamdulillah we have a few minutes. To give you now some examples of nasq in verses, how, uh, I've given you some, I'll give you some more. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first in Suratul Al-Isra, uh, verse 110, the ruling was, tukhafit biha." بِهَا Don't, uh, in your salah, don't read too loud and don't, you know... Um, read too low keep it in between now allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-hijr says Fasda bima tu'mar. proclaim aloud what you have been commanded so the idea there is that initially the da'wah was a clandestine da'wah it was concealed it was just from ear to ear right and it was an open proclamation from this verse this became now an open da'wah right an open invitation this is what some say that there's a naskh but there's actually no naskh um this is this is this is actually an example of a mistake that there's actually no naskh they're actually about two different things right this is about two different things it's important that the w- the only way to check and tell a naskh is that it has to be something either revealed or clearly stated in the verse for example i'll give you an example um Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al Anfal verse 66, the ayah quoted, First the command was 1 to 10, and now Allah saying, Now we, uh, 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 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it lighter on you, and He knows that uh, you have weakness. So if you have a hundred steadfast people, they will be able to overcome 200 uh, people. And if you have a thousand, they'll be able to dominate two thousand with the permission of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and Allah is with the steadfast and the perseverance. Right? Another one is, uh, if the if the Sahaba have all agreed that there's an ijma, uh, that there, there's an ijma and a consensus that there's a here, then that would be another way that naskh would be established as well. Now, another aspect here is that some people have confused naskh with some people have con- confused naskh and abrogation, with particularization. Sometimes the command is a general command, and then after that something is prohibited. After that, or one aspect of it is specified. For example, the example I've given you at least twice now about women, women's waiting period, thalatha Now that has the scope of both. Now, if anybody claims that, you know, the hadith. Uh, there's a hadith which indicates that actually is the menstruation that's meant here, that's cancelled out the other portion. No, that's not really a nasr. That's just tafsir, that we're specifying which of the two possibilities. That's not naskh, So don't get confused with that being naskh. right? These are some of the other verses in Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, hadara in taraka wal When one of you are close to death and if you're going to be leaving some wealth then it is necessary for you to write a, write a will so it was binding and wajib to write a will right regarding your assets now today it's a good thing it's a sunnah and it's recommended to do so but it's not binding anymore the reason is that that was um that that was uh, abrogated they say by the hadith which is la wasiyata li you can't have Wasiyah for people who are gonna inherit because the other verse you see abrogated this as well, that that is uh the Quran saying that Allah tells you uh, all of the shares that your inheritors are to receive. There's no longer need for you to write down. In fact you can't do that anymore. You can't say that my mum should get half because she's only due one six for example, or that my my son should get, you know, half. Uh, even though he 's only due half or uh, you know he's only due uh, whatever will be remaining after the father and mother and the, and, and the daughter will get so uh, these are some of the other examples right you see this this is a, actually a very good example of it then after that um, yeah i think that 's enough i think that 's enough of an example for for this um, so Khair. alhamdulillah our discussion on the sciences of the Qur'an is moving forward. Alhamdulillah, we've covered quite a bit. There's some very important discussions that still remain about how the Qur'an was gathered, the seven ahruf uh, the i'jaz of the Qur'an, really, really, mashallah, really, really interesting discussions that we will be, inshallah moving into uh, from tomorrow. Uh, InshaAllah, we'll be moving on from tomorrow. So uh, today, uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. And... Um, uh, we will see you again insha'Allah tomorrow. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless your Ramadans and Allah accept from all of us. Jazakallah khair for listening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bless you. And if you're finding this useful, you know, um, uh, as they say, do that like button and subscribe button and forward it on to others. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.